0: Uh, I like to teach this message from time to time because eventually a giant is going to come your way defying you, threatening you and uh, either you're going to kill the giant or the giant is going to kill you. And so I'm going to give you 10 things that you need to know and do in order to kill the giant when the giant shows up. And it's been several years since I've taught this. And so we'll teach it today and trust it'll help you in some way because a giant will show up at some point in in your life somewhere. If it hasn't already, it will. And it'll defy you and it'll tell you it's gonna kill you and all of that. And so when the giant shows up, you need to know what to do when, when he does. Now, if you'll turn to 1 Samuel 17, we're gonna just kind of read through there the story of David and Goliath and point out some things, give you 10 things you need to know and do in order to kill the giant. Now, the Philistines, as we read about them, they're a type of the devil in the Bible and they'd set themselves against the army of Israel and against the people of God. And notice verse four, let's start in verse four. It says, a champion went out from the camp of the Philistines named Goliath. Well, you know, he was the giant. From Gath. It's important. When we get to the end of the message, it's important that you remember where Goliath was from. He was from, from Gath or Goth, however you say that. And notice his height was more than nine feet tall. That's, that's pretty big, isn't it? And he had a bronze helmet on his head. He was armed with a coat of mail. And the weight of the coat was 5,000 shekels of bronze. And he had bronze greaves on his legs and a bronze javelin between his shoulders. And the staff, now the staff of his spear was like a weaver's beam and his iron spearhead weighed 600 shekels and you you can get another Bible translation and figure out what all that is. But he was an awesome looking, scary looking fella. How tall was he? Nine feet tall. And he, I mean, he was dressed to the hilt. I mean, he had all of his gear on and you know just looking mean and bad you know very very scary looking and notice verse 10 the philistine said notice what he said notice what the giant said i defy the armies of israel this day give me a man that we may fight together so this goliath he he's a bully he's a bully he's looking for a fight he's he's big he's awesome and uh he he likes did you know bullies like to pick on people that are smaller than them? Did you ever notice that? They like to pick on people that are smaller than them. And I always was entertained as I was teaching school all those years and there were bullies and whatnot, and there's always there comes a day when somebody comes that's bigger than the bully. And and then the bully doesn't doesn't pick on the people bigger than him. The bully, you know, bullies are really cowards. Did you know that? I said they're cowards. They're some of the biggest cowards that you'll ever find. Do you understand that? And a lot of times bullies like to run in packs. Did you ever notice that? But, but, but they're cowards. And when you stand up to them, when you stand up to them, then, then they'll, they'll oftentimes, they'll, they'll go away. And there may be some exceptions to that. But you have the giant here and, and he's defying God's people. And he said, give me a man that we may fight together. In verse 10, notice verse 11, when Saul and all Israel, now Saul was the king of Israel. When Saul and all Israel heard these words of the Philistine, notice what, what happened. What did the giant do to them? They were dismayed and greatly afraid. afraid. When the giant shows up, he'll bring dismay and fear. Now, the first thing that you need to know, I'm gonna give you 10 things real quick here of what you do when the giant shows up. The first thing is this, don't ignore the giant. Don't ignore the giant. There's a lot of times people think that if they'll ignore the giant, the giant will go away. Well, if we ignore the tumor, it'll go away. If we ignore the lump, it'll go away. If we ignore the, 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 the bills that come every month, they'll go away. How many of you know they they don't go away? And you'll see that the giant, as we go through this story, he doesn't go away until he's dealt with. The giant will not go away until he's dealt with. You need to realize that. So so don't ignore the giant thinking maybe the giant will go away because, because he won't. He'll only go away if you deal with him. And then the second thing is when the giant shows up, now it's said that they were dismayed and greatly afraid. Has anybody ever been afraid besides me? I mean, <laughs> you know, people that say, well, I just don't get afraid. They're lying to you. Did you hear me? I just don't get afraid. If you're human, you're gonna get afraid. You're gonna feel fear, okay? But you know what? One thing I can tell you, if I stood up here and said to you, don't ever be afraid, then I'm being a hypocrite because I've been afraid. But one thing I have learned and I try to do this the best I can is don't react based on your fear. Don't react to a situation based on fear, okay? I don't think it's sinful to feel fear, but I think we make mistakes when we, react to situations based on our fear okay and and that's what i think that you'll see that the people of god here did not david we'll read about him in a moment but uh because he kills the giant eventually and we're going to see how he did it but um the people of god including the king they were all afraid and they reacted based on their fear and they cowered down, and as a result the giant remained and he kept roaring and, and defying them. Now, as we go on here, eventually David, you know, he comes on the scene from his father's house. Look at verse twenty three now. Let's skip down to verse twenty three. Then as he that's David, talk with them, with his brothers, because they were out there, they were part of the army, you know, of Israel. And he talked with his brothers. There was the champion. There, There's the giant. Now David sees the giant. The Philistine of Gath named Goliath coming up, uh, coming up from the armies of the Philistines and he spoke according to the same words. Now let me ask you, has the giant gone away? He's still there, isn't he? And has he changed his tune? No, he's still defying and threatening and all of that. He hasn't changed anything. He's still there and he's still just as mean and ugly and bad and threatening as he ever was. Now look at verse 24. And all the men of Israel, when they saw the man, when they saw the giant, they fled from him and were dreadfully afraid. See, they ran away from the giant. When you run away from him, then he knows that he's got you. I said, then he knows that he's got you. Uh, I've, have you ever been around a mean dog? You know what I mean—a dog, and they—and and they, they, did you know animals and junior high students? They can sense. <laughs> they can sense when the when the, when. I know you walk into a junior high class; those kids can tell if you're afraid of them. And I've noticed—I'm not comparing junior high kids to dogs. I'm not doing that, but I'm just saying they can tell if you're afraid of them. Did you know that? And, and have you ever ran, ran from a dog, a mean dog? Now the ones I've run from, <laughs> they chase me. Huh? I mean, we're walking in the subdivision sometimes with my wife and there'll be a little chihuahua come out. and I, whoa, I get behind my wife, you know, but you move away from them, they start chasing you. Is that right? The giant's no different, you know. And uh, Diane, she just stands there. I wonder what. I think one time, either her or me. I think it might have been me. I, I've done this to dogs before. <laughs> the little ones now, not the big one. <laughs> <laughs> and they and they will back off when they know that you're not going to run from them. Is that right? Is, have you ever done that besides me? So they 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 they're dreadfully afraid. They fled from him and. All that the people of God did when they, when they fled from the giant and were dreadfully afraid, all they did was they, they were feeding his strength. Is that right? Our fear will feed the enemy's strength. Well, if you're taking notes, you ought to write that down. I've never said that before, but it's true. Our fear will feed the enemy's strength. verse 25 so the men of israel said now notice what they said to david have you seen this man have you seen this giant who has come up surely he's come up to defy israel here's the third thing that you need to realize is when the giant shows up don't magnify the giant don't magnify the giant you see what are they doing here they're magnifying the giant And really, when you magnify the giant, you make him bigger than he really is. Now, he's already big to begin with, but when you start magnifying him, I mean, the giant's big to start with, but when you start looking at him through a magnifying glass, he gets bigger yet, doesn't he? Have you seen this man? Have you seen how big he is? Have you seen how bad he is? Have you seen how mean he is and how horrible he is? And have you listened to what he's been saying? See, they're magnifying him. Don't magnify the giant because all that will do is make him bigger and harder to defeat. Measure the giant against God, not against yourself. Measure the giant against God and his word, not against yourself. You see, if you measure the giant against yourself, the giant is big and mean and bad. But if you'll measure the giant against God and his word, now the giant's not so big anymore because God's bigger than the giant. Is that right? How many of you know God is bigger than any bully you'll ever run into? Cancer. (gasps) Doesn't that just do something to you, that word? Huh? Lump, bump. (gasps) Well, that's mean and ugly and bad, but if you'll weigh it against the word of God, how many of you know the word of God is bigger than cancer? How many of you know the word of God is bigger than a lump and a bump? Is that right? Is that correct? So now if you weigh the, the cancer in light of what the doctors say, and I'm all for good doctors and all that, but if you weigh it in, in, in light of that and what, what has happened to a lot of people, you know, because it eats their body out and whatnot, the cancer just gets bigger in your mind. But if you weigh it against the Word of God, now it's not so big and bad and mean anymore. Is that right? Now do you ignore the cancer? you what? You deal with it. Is that right? We'll show you how to do it here as we go. So don't magnify the giant. Measure the giant against God, not against yourself. Verse 26. Then David spoke to the men who stood by him saying, What shall be done for the man who kills this Philistine and takes away the reproach from Israel? Well, now David has a different attitude, doesn't he? And then he says this. For who is this uncircumcised Philistine? that he should defy the armies of the living God. Now, underline that word in your Bible or mark it or make a note of it, uncircumcised Philistine. That's very important. When David said, who is this uncircumcised Philistine? See, the people who had a covenant with God were circumcised. And the people who didn't have a covenant with God were uncircumcised in that day and in that hour. Do you understand that? And so basically what David was saying was, where is, this, where is this man that doesn't have a covenant with God? See, David had a covenant with God. You understand that? And he said, Who, where is this man that, that, that doesn't have a covenant with God? You see, number four, if you're taking notes, if you wanna kill the giant, be a giant killer, you're gonna have to know your enemy and you're gonna have to know your covenant. You're going to have to know your enemy, and you're going to have to know your covenant with God. The Bible says that if we're ignorant of the devil's devices, he'll be able to take advantage of us. You see, so if we're not ignorant of his devices, then the devil, the giant, won't be able to take advantage of us. And then the Bible also says, my people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. And so to, do, to kill the giant, you're going to have to know some things about him and you're going to have to know some things about your covenant with God. And so when David said, where is this uncircumcised Philistine? Who is, you know, where is he? Who is he? He was saying, hey, I've got an advantage over this guy because I've got a covenant with God and he doesn't. And you see, David is weighing the giant up against God, not up against himself. You see that? So where is the, who is this uncircumcised Philistine? See, David understands the enemy and he understands his covenant with God. Now look at verse 31. Now when the words which David spoke were heard, they reported them to Saul. He was the king and he sent for David. Now look at verse 32. Then David said to Saul, Now David's saying to the king, now let no man's heart fail because of him. Or don't be afraid because of the giant. See, David is not going to react based on fear. He said, let no man's heart fail because of him, because of the giant. Your servant will go and fight with this Philistine. And Saul said to David, you are not able to go against the Philistine to fight with him. For you are but a youth and he is a man of war from his youth. Well, now, something else that I would tell you is that when the giant shows up in your life, it's probably not a good idea to surround yourself with people that are going to tell you you're not able to defeat it. And there's a lot of people out there that will tell you, they're more than happy to tell you, and a lot of times they're well meaning people, uh, but they'll tell you, you're not able, you're not able, you're not able, you're not able. You don't need, yeah, Christians. I mean, there's some of the biggest ones that'll come around and tell you, you know, you're gonna die, you poor thing, and so on and so forth. You understand? So, so watch who you surround yourself with. But Saul is saying to, uh, to David, you're not able, you can't do it, you're just a kid. Well, I've learned this with God, age doesn't matter. He can use the young, the middle-aged, and the old. Is that right? It doesn't matter your age, it matters what you believe and what you're willing to act on. And so David said to Saul, verse 34, your servant used to keep his father's sheep and when a lion or a bear came and took a lamb out of the flock, I went out after it and struck it and delivered the lamb from its mouth and when it arose against me, I caught it by its, caught it by its beard and struck and killed it. Now watch this, your servant has killed both lion and bear and this, un, notice he's emphasizing, he's 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 a what kind of Philistine? He's a, he's and this, see how David is looking at him? And this uncircumcised Philistine will be like one of them, seeing he has defied the army of the living God. So notice what David says, your servant, now has David already killed a lion and a bear? Now, he's already killed the lion and the bear. And then he says, "He says in this uncircumcised... See, he's not calling him a giant, is he? He's calling him an uncircumcised Philistine. You hear that? We'll be like one of them, seeing he has defied the armies of the living God. Moreover, David said, the Lord who delivered me from the paw of the lion and from the paw of the bear, he'll deliver me from the hand of this Philistine. Amen? Amen. And, And Saul said to David, go and the Lord be with you. Number five, practice your covenant. Here's the fifth thing. Practice your covenant on the smaller problems before the giant shows up. Practice your covenant on the smaller problems before the giant shows up. Did David already, did he kill a lion and kill a bear? Now a lions pretty bad bad deal and a bear too. I mean they're pretty awesome, but he's already killed the lion and he's killed the bear, hasn't he? And he says this uncircumcised Philistine will be like one of them. See, he's already practiced his covenant on smaller issues. And now this 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 this, this uncircumcised Philistine isn't that big of a deal to him. You know uh And it's so true, it's so true. But if we can't use our faith to receive healing from God for a headache, how are we gonna be in a position to receive healing from God when it's a giant, when it's cancer? Is that true? I remember that has to do with healing and whatnot, but on the financial area, You know, I heard some folks one time saying years ago, said, well, we're just not gonna have health insurance. We're just, you know, if something catastrophic happens, we'll just believe God, you know, for the money to pay the medical bills. Now, let me ask you this. Wouldn't it be a lot easier to believe God for a few hundred dollars a month for an insurance premium than to have to believe him for 50 or 60 or $100,000 to pay a medical bill? Hey, if you can't believe God for a few hundred dollars a month to pay or whatever it is to pay monthly insurance, how are you going to be able to believe him for a few hundred thousand dollars? So you see, we need to, all of us, I'm speaking to me as much as anybody, and all of us, we, if, if we can't believe God to to, he, to heal a headache, how are we going to be able to believe God for some something that's really going to be life-threatening? Just something to think about, isn't it? So David had been practicing his covenant on the smaller issues, hadn't he? And now he says, he says, he says, where is this uncircumcised Philistine? He'll be like the lion. He'll be like the bear. Now notice verse 38. So Saul, that's the king, clothed, now watch this, clothed David with his armor. In other words, Saul put his armor, Saul put Saul's armor, he put his own armor on David. And he put a bronze helmet on his head and also clothed him with a coat of mail. David fastened his sword to his armor and he tried to walk for he had not tested them. Notice he had not tested them. And David said to Saul, I cannot walk with these for I have not tested them. So David took them off. Now, why is that significant? Why is that important? Well, the sixth thing you need to know is that you cannot kill the giant based on someone else's revelation of the word of God. You cannot kill the giant. You won't be able to kill the giant based on someone else's revelation of the word of God. You're gonna have to have a revelation of the word of God for yourself. Did you get what I just said? you're not going to be able to receive healing just because your aunt did or because your mother did or because somebody else did or because some preacher did. Now you can learn from other people's revelations, all right, but at some point, if you're going to be able to kill the giant for yourself in your life, you're going to have to get a revelation of the word of God for yourself. And you're going to have to test it and walk walk in it and use it on the smaller issues of life. And then when the giant shows up, you'll be able to defeat him. See, David said, I can't wear your clothes and go out and defeat the giant or the, the, the Philistine. I can't wear your clothes, Saul. I can't wear... I, they don't fit and I haven't tested them. Do you see that? Isn't, that? isn't that an awesome statement right there? We can learn so much from that. He said, I can't wear... And I'm sure it was some good armor. And I mean, Saul was the king. It was some good armor. But David said, you know, I've, I've, I, this doesn't fit. I've never, I haven't have tested it. I can't wear it. So what did he do? He, he He took them off, didn't he? You can't kill the giant based on someone else's revelation. You can learn from their revelation, but you have to have a revelation of the word of God for yourself. Now notice verse 40. Then he, David took his staff in his hand and he chose for himself five smooth stones from the brook and put them in the shepherd's bag. See, in the shepherd's bag. See, now he's gonna use stuff that he's familiar with. He got his staff. He got him five smooth stones from the brook. He put them in the shepherd's bag in a pouch which he had and his what? His sling. Realize I say his sling yeah, his sling, got his sling. See, he's he's worked with that before. He knows how that works. He can't use Saul's armor. He doesn't know how that works, but he knows how to use his sling. So he gets these five smooth stones. He's got a shepherd's bag. He gets his sling, you see, that was in his hand and he drew near the Philistine. He didn't run away from him, did he? Now he's drawn near him. So the Philistine came. Is the a, is, is a giant still there? He hadn't gone away, has he? He's still there. Verse 41, the Philistine came and began drawing near to David and the man who bore the shield went before him. And when the Philistine looked about and saw David, he disdained him for he was only a youth, ruddy and good looking. Is the giant still there? Is he still bellowing out his defiance? Yeah. Verse 43, so the Philistine said to David, am I a dog that you come to me with sticks? And the Philistine cursed David by his gods. And the Philistine said to David, come to me and I'll give your flesh to the birds of the air and the beasts of the field. Then David said to the Philistine, well, now has a giant been talking to David? David. Well, now it's time to talk back to the bully, isn't it? You come to me with a sword and a spear and with a javelin, but I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the armies of Israel whom you have defied. You see, David is weighing The giant not against himself, but he's weighing the giant against the Lord and the name of the Lord. Number seven, if you're taking notes, use the name of Jesus on the giant. How many of you know the devil's afraid of Jesus? The devil's afraid of the name of Jesus. The name of Jesus is that name which is above every name that's named. Is that right? Come at the giant, come at this uncircumcised Philistine in the name of the Lord. You see, the giant's been talking to you, you start talking to the giant. He's been talking to David, now David talks to the giant. He uses the name of the Lord on the giant. Look at verse 46, notice what he says. This day the Lord will deliver you into my hand. Now who's doing the fighting here? I mean David's going to do some stuff, but who's backing him up? it's the Lord right he says this day now he's talking to the giant he says this day the Lord will deliver you into my hand and I will strike you and take your head from you and this day I will give the carcass he says I will give the carcass of the camp of the Philistines to the birds of the air and the wild beasts of the earth and all the earth will know that there is a God in Israel then all this assembly shall know that the Lord does not save with a sword and spear for the battle is the Lord's and he will give you into our hands can anybody say amen Amen. glory to God so he starts talking to the giant number eight tell the giant what you're going to do to him by the power of God he's already been telling you what he's going to do to you by the power of the devil so you start telling him what you're going to do to him by the power of the Lord God and in the name of Jesus is that right Start reading the word, quoting the word to the giant. How many of you know the devil's afraid of the word of God? Verse 48, so it was when the Philistine arose and came and drew near to meet David. Now now look at this, all the talking that David has done as good as it is, is the giant still there? So David has a lot of faith. Is that right? But faith without corresponding action is dead. See, David is now getting ready to back up his faith with actions. Knowing full well, it's not he in and of himself that's gonna kill the giant. It's the power of God that's gonna do it. But now David is gonna do some things. He's gonna put action to his faith. So it was, verse 48, when the Philistine arose and came and drew near to meet David, that David hastened and ran toward the army to meet the Philistine. Number nine, face the giant down. Run like one preacher said years ago, when the, when the devil who goes about as a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour shows up and starts roaring, don't run from the roar, run toward the roar. When the devil shows up and roar, then you just run at him in the name of the Lord. Face the giant down, that's what David did. He faced the giant down. All the other people of God were running in fear, but David faced the giant down, run toward the roar. Verse 49, then David put his hand in his bag and took out a stone and he slung it and struck the Philistine in his forehead so that the stone sank into the forehead. Now, I personally believe that God sped that stone up somehow or another because it hit the giant. I mean, it hit him and it sunk into his head. I, I, I personally believe God did something there because when that thing hit that giant, it just, it just leveled him. And I'm not so sure just a, just, a, just David under his own power hitting the giant could have, could have brought him down, but God was with him in that stone. Is that right? And so he, and he slung the stone, it struck the Philistine in the forehead so that the stone sank into his forehead and he fell on his face to the earth. Glory to God. Now listen to this. David not only used the name of the Lord, something spiritual, but he also used the sling and the stones. Something in the natural realm. See, was David operating in the spiritual realm when he's talking to the giant and he's using the name of the Lord? Yes. But did he also use something from the natural realm to kill the giant? Yeah, he used his sling and the stones. Is that right? And remember what one good minister said, the natural and the supernatural coming together make an explosive force for God. So you see, if you're facing a a, a sickness in your body, There's nothing wrong with using good doctors, hospitals, and medicines. Real loud say amen to that. See, use the natural stuff. Thank God that that God, I believe good hospitals, doctors, and medicines have been given to us by God. And we should use them and take advantage of them. And, And those are natural things we can do. But I've said this for years, always have more faith in God than you do in the doctor. Is that right? Always turn to the spiritual realm first and the word of God first and and, and use the doctors and the hospitals if you need to, certainly, certainly do. They can save your life. Do you understand that? Take advantage of those. I do, my wife does. We take advantage of good hospitals, doctors and medicine. You're, You're foolish not to, but just have more faith in God than you do in the doctors and the hospitals and the medicine. So David was using the name of the Lord And he had a good confession of faith and he backed up that confession by using something in the natural realm. So so wonderful. Look at verse 50. So David prevailed. Realize say "David David prevailed. Yeah, he prevailed over the Philistine with a sling and a stone and struck the Philistine and killed him. But there was no sword in the hand of David. Therefore, David ran and stood over the Philistine, took his sword drew it out of his sheath and killed him and cut off his head with it. Now actually as you study into this a little bit and really, really study into it, when David hit him with that, with that stone, it knocked the giant off of his feet and he, it leveled him but the giant wasn't altogether dead. And so David took the giant's sword and cut his head off with him. He finished the job with the sword. And the Bible talks about the word of God being the sword of the spirit. Is that right? So, so use, your, use your faith and, and all of that. Use whatever natural things you need to and, 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 and all that and come against the giant. And I tell you what, you can level the giant. But here's what you do to be sure that, because you see, if the giant, have you ever watched, how many ever watched one of them scary movies, you know? And at the end, the killer, whoever it is, they're laying there on the floor and you think they're dead, but they're not. You ever watch any of those besides me? Huh? And they're laying there on the floor and you think they're dead and they're not and you think it's all over. And the next thing you know, the person you thought was dead, they wasn't dead, was they? And then they come back and, they, and, and, and then whoever the heroine or the hero of the movie is, then they have to get something else and finish them off. Is that right? Has anybody ever watched, watched one of those movies? So that's what we got here. He's leveled a giant, the giant's down, but we got to finish him off because he could still rear his ugly head. Is that right? So he takes the sword and cuts off his head. Now we know it's over. Is that right? And so what I like to tell people, David used a sword to, to finish him off ultimately. You see, after you knock the giant down, you need to stay in the word of God to be sure he stays down. Did you hear what it just said? I've watched so many people over the years, God love them, they come come and pray for them and get them healed. And then you see them some months later and they're they're just as sick as they, sometimes sicker than they were before they got healed. You know why that is? They didn't stay in the word of God on a daily basis. So David finished the job completely and ultimately with the word of God. Stay in the word of God, lest after you knock the giant off his feet, he again rears his ugly head. Notice verse 51. We'll finish this up here. Verse 51. We'll pick up midway through that verse. And when the Philistines, now these are all the people that were backing up Goliath, the giant. When the Philistines saw that their champion was dead, what did they do? They what? They fled. They fled. I tell you what, you knock the chief bully down, all those other bullies will be afraid as well. Is that right? I know when I used to teach school, I used to go in there and try to find out who the baddest dude in the classroom was. And I just, I'm running this classroom, not you. And then nobody else would bother me. Amen. How many would have liked to have me for a junior high teacher? <laughs> I ran into some of those little kids years later and they said, Mr. Shield, we were afraid of you. We didn't like coming to your class but there was law and order and we learned more in your class than we did in all them other classes where there was chaos going on. See, I didn't teach it. The school districts I taught in, there were some tough places, man. I never got to teach in Rockwood or some of these other places, but I mean, I got the places I taught, it was, it was some bad, I mean, it was tough, man. You understand that? I mean, some tough, tough places. A lot of good kids, but man, some tough places. And. Uh, and, and, and I tell you what, some of them classrooms were just crazy. You'd walk by, I mean, pencils flying and erasers and all kinds of things, but I wouldn't let that go on in my classroom. And uh, and so I was always, I was, I was, I was tough, but I was fair. I, I, I like dealing with somebody that's tough, but fair. How about you? And I, they come back and my wife will tell you, we've run into them at the mall sometimes, Mr. Shield boy, you know, you know man, it was, it was, but you know what? We had law and order and we learned some things. And so, uh, but what happened here? The Philistines saw that their champion was what? Was dead. And when they saw that Goliath was dead, what did the other little, littler giants do in the littler? What did they do? They all what? They, they fled. See, when the, when, when the bully of the playground, the big bad bully is confronted and dealt with Very oftentimes, all those other supporters of his will back down as well. And that's what happened here. David killed a giant at the hand of God and it intimidated all the other bullies and they fled as well. Let me read from my notes. When the giant falls, the rest of the devil's cohorts will run in terror. Look at verse 52 real quick. When the men of Israel and Judah arose, then the men of Israel and Judah arose and shouted, did you know your victory over the giant will inspire others? Kill the giant if for no other reason to inspire others and bring joy to their life and encourage them. And your testimony can be a blessing to them. So when the men of Israel and Judah rose and shouted and pursued the Philistines as far as the entrance of the valley and to the gates of Ekron. Now are all the people of God encouraged and they're full of vigor. And now, see, David's victory brought encouragement to the rest of the army of Israel. Is that right? And now they've got some spunk about them. Now they're, like, let's go, hey, yeah, we, hey, hey we just saw him take down a giant. We, we, can, we, can, we can go beat these guys. And so they pursued the enemy and the wounded of the Philistines fell along the road. Well, they're killing Philistines now, aren't they? They're bringing these demonic hordes down, aren't they? And even as far as where? Even as far as where? Ekron, Gath, and Ekron. Where was Goliath from? He was from where? He was from Gath. Now remember that. Then the children of Israel returned from chasing the Philistines and they plundered their tents. But this went as far back as Gath. You see, when the giant from Gath falls, word will get back to Gath and discourage other giants who were planning on coming your way. It'll discourage them from coming your way. Can you say amen to that? Tell you what, you knock the giant down, it'll discourage other giants from coming your way. Did you know you can discourage the devil? I said, you can discourage the devil and he can can come at you on one side and you defeat him and, 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 and you can defeat him at the hand of God to the point that it will discourage him from sending other giants your way. And I believe that's what happened here. And David, verse 54, took the... I like this. And David took the head of the Philistine and brought it to Jerusalem. He kept a trophy, didn't he? What a trophy to have, the head of Goliath. And David took the head of the Philistine and brought it to Jerusalem. Listen, this is important. Keep something to remind yourself of the victory that God gave you over the giant. Keep something to remind yourself of the victory that you had over the giant. And it will inspire you as time comes and goes, that would be inspiring, wouldn't it? To see that, how many of you like to see the head of Goliath sitting on your shelf? I, I don't know if I'd like to have that on my shelf, I don't think my wife would like that too much. But, but you see, he kept something because it's, how many of you know it's real easy to forget things, so easy to forget things, and so keep something to remind yourself of the victory that you had over the giant, whatever that may be. It might be a doctor's report that that said you were healed or whatever it may be, it might be a paid bank state or a paid bill or something. But, But keep something to remind yourself of the victory you had over the giant. So let's review. When the giant comes your way, what's the first thing you do? You do not ignore the giant. What's the second thing? Don't react to the giant based on fear. Third thing, don't magnify. The giant. Fourth thing. Does anybody know what the fourth thing was? Know your enemy and know your covenant. What's the fifth thing? Practice your covenant on the smaller issues, correct, before the giant shows up. Number six. Can't kill the giant based on someone else's revelation. Number seven, use the name of Jesus. Number eight. Tell a giant what you're going to do. And then number nine, face him down. And number ten, finish the job with the word of God. Amen? Did you get anything out?